0: Welcome to the Agents of Innovation Podcast, where we feature conversations with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. Well, I want to welcome you to the Agents of Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Francisco Gonzalez, and we are now on episode 21. Um, well, we did uh we had a few drinks last night um, here uh, at my place, uh, where the Curries played uh, a house show, um, which they're used to doing. Um, and so we've got the Curries on. and uh, just want to introduce them. We got Jimmy, Galen, and Tommy. how are you guys doing? Doing
1: great. Doing, well. doing pretty good. How are you
2: doing?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, my place looks like a mess right now, <laughs> but, uh, Actually, we, you did
2: a pretty, pretty quick. You're pretty quick, tidier upper there, Cisco. I guess,
0: uh, I guess it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> so, but no, uh, thank you guys for coming down here to Orlando. I know you're you're based uh, in Port St. Joe uh, most of the year, I guess, and part of the year you're in Charlottesville. We're
2: based 100% of the year in a Dodge Grand Caravan. Yeah,
3: 20,
0: t-
2: 2014.
0: Tell me how that how that's going for you guys. Uh, spend a lot of time together in that Dodge Caravan. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we spend far too much time together in that Dodge Caravan, but it has it has become our home since we moved out of our house in Charlottesville in April. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it yeah, a little cozy that, in there. They say
1: yeah. that you like become more and more like the three people that you spend the most time <laughs> with. So I think I'm most like Tommy, Jimmy, and our minivan It's like I have a lot of characteristics. So if you have questions, whenever we do interviews. We always just answer for all four of us in one. <laughs>
0: so are we missing uh, somebody from the band?
4: Yeah, yeah well, just the, midi- the minivan. Yeah, it's part Oh,
0: okay. Really- can't quite
3: get the minivan in here for the yeah. recording, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's too bad. Well, uh, do, does the minivan have a name?
1: It doesn't actually, no.
3: I've, I know. I've got some ideas, though. Yeah, we're not really going to do We like, <laughs> like to shoot those down as quickly as we can, whenever Tommy has those ideas.
0: <laughs> well, so tell me a little bit how you guys formed as a band. Why is your name The Currys? And
2: I can feel that one. Our last name is Curry, Cisco.
0: Oh my God! Yeah. I didn't even put that together, dude.
2: It's uh, you know we get that question a lot, and sometimes people just wonder how we came up with it in the first place. And the answer is that we didn't. We were so lazy about coming up with a name that people just called us by our name, which is the Curries, and stuck. Nice. Really hard.
0: So Jimmy and Tommy, your uh, brothers, That's and right. then Galen, uh, cousin of That's the right. two of you. Um, and so how did you guys, um, like, just decide to start playing together?
3: Go for it.
1: Well, we, uh, we all, like, kind of were writing songs by ourselves just kind of for fun for a while. And I've been playing in some other bands, and Tommy had, did, Tommy did his own solo record, too, and just kind of, and was out in L.A. And we all kind of knew that we all wrote songs and played music, but we never really even thought about playing together until, I don't know, we were probably... I mean, I were probably, it was probably like in college, like late college maybe, or just after college, and, uh, and we just kind of started jamming together informally around the panhandle of Florida at bars and stuff, and kind of playing a lot of really poorly constructed cover arrangements, <laughs> and, uh, and the songs that we had written so far, and, and then we kind of like started hitting on some that felt like they were doing, they were pretty good, and, uh. And they were like, we should, we should do this more often. <laughs> yeah. We we did it pretty informally though for a lot of years. Like we'd just get together we have a really big family, we get together every summer anyway. So we'd get together and kinda just play for fun, either for our family or, you know, do like a set at a bar somewhere. Um, but it was never like a a full time thing until very recently.
3: Yeah, the first few shows were just three dudes playing acoustic guitar and like maybe all singing in unison, I think, for the first like few cover <laughs> tunes that we all played together um so that yeah so i feel like we've come quite a long way from that uh that time i was 18 i think and i just learned how to play the guitar earlier that year yeah literally <laughs> it's like six hours away
1: <laughs>
0: come a long way. so uh you guys all in in some ways uh uh when i listen and see you play live uh get on vocals as well jimmy uh lead vocals most of the time uh but you, Galen, I know you've got your own solo album, and you and Tommy, I didn't know that you you have a, your own solo. Yeah, concert? I
2: don't share it very much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, always forward, uh, always be, always be looking forward. So <laughs> I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't. I mean, there's some yeah. songs off of that that I wrote and demoed out in LA.
0: Just in case Jimmy kicks you out of the band, is that right? Right. right. Yeah, I okay. need a backup plan, basically.
2: I don't agree to always forward. I'm just trying to rest on my laurels from, <laughs> from the first
1: record I released. It was a very wide. <laughs> so, so what came
0: France. first? Did that come before you guys had uh, the Galen? Your your what record... came
2: first for Galen was uh, Ultraviolet Ballet, which was his <laughs> funk band in his college <laughs> funk band. They were gonna really hit the big times as a Prince cover band, and then <laughs> that nice. didn't quite take off. That sort of opened the door for the Curries.
0: Do you do you guys uh, play any Prince uh, covers? Yeah, oh, I don't know yeah. if I've heard that.
1: Yeah, actually, Tracy was recommending we play one last night, but then. It kind of got lost in the shuffle. And <laughs> <Not that. Yeah. laughs>
0: well, you did a little uh, TLC. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: Allegedly, Prince helped write that song, actually. Oh. So, um, so it all comes full
0: circle. So yeah, some,
3: yeah exactly. in some ways, we did play Prince yeah. on last night. Nice. I don't know well, how true that is, well
0: I, I first met you guys a few years ago um, when you played at Rock by the Sea for the first time. And for people that listen to the Agents of Innovation podcast, they've probably heard me say Rock by the Sea plenty of times. But it's, <laughs> it's a charity music festival that takes place along that Florida panhandle in St. George Island, Florida and a uh, beautiful place. But so I can imagine like, I know I see you guys tour all the time. Like you mentioned in, where you're from in Port St. Joe and all those little beach bars. I see Appalachia Cola and mm-hmm. I kind of get jealous when I'm like, like <laughs> yeah. online and I'm like doing work or something. And I see these posts of like, you're, like, you're, at, you're at a beach bar. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just like a weekend <laughs> thing, you know? Um, it's so hard knock life. yeah, but, uh, it's funny, uh, yeah, you, you guys, saw you guys there um, a few years ago, and, and now you've become a real uh, part of the Rock by the Sea family, um, I think almost Aww. like a staple, and uh, I heard recently that you're going to be missing next year's Rock by the Sea because you're going <laughs> overseas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're. Uh, is that a, Is that should I not be releasing that secret? No, really? no, 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 that's fine. Okay. Beth that's knows. Right.
2: knows, knows. <laughs> okay. so it's okay. And now the world we, knows. We hugged. We, hung, we, we, it, out Beth. Beth. we yeah. it out with Beth. We hugged it out. We we had like sort of an informal like counseling session. We brought in a moderator. Yeah. Um, there. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we are just thrilled that have been included in Rock by the Sea to begin with. But yeah, next May we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be going to London for a wedding. Um. Um, it's a it's a fan wedding and it's one of those sorts of things where it's like it it kind of we're uh, able to tack on a little bit of an opportunity to do some traveling. I've never been to London. Yeah, just uh,
3: in Heathrow. I've just spent time in the airport. Not yeah, actually.
2: yeah. So we're gonna spend a week over there. We've got another couple gigs lined up, and it uh, it should be it should be a fun little week. But sadly, it will mean missing the rock by the sea.
0: So this year, um, you guys coming up in February will be on the rock boat. And for those that also listen to this podcast probably hear me talk about the Rock Boat a few times. I've been on it myself five times, but uh, it's uh, basically a floating music festival on a, on a cruise ship with 3,000 fans, um, 30 bands. Sister Hazel's been the lead band. Uh, they started it, what, 16, 17 years ago? So you guys, tell us how you got on the Rock Boat, what that experience has been like.
1: Well, there's this uh, contest that Six Man runs for, and Six Man's the group that yeah, uh, is the business
0: is the company that oversees the rock boat. Okay.
1: Yeah, and they have a bunch of cruises that they they do, and they have for most of them they have a sound check. It's called the sound check competition where you can submit your uh, your music or a video, and um, and they narrow it down to how was it ten this time? Yeah. It was so. 10, 10 artists that Six Man chooses, and then. People vote on those, and they narrow them down to a group of five, and then three from the five, from the ten, from the, the uh, original ten actually get to go on the boat. We've done sound check for a couple of the other cruises over the past few years. We made it the top ten once, and then the next year we made it the top five, <laughs> and then this year we got on the boat. So we've yes. Uh, yeah, so we and see. what do they choose? Three
0: is that what you said? Three. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, sadly, I don't know if I told you guys this, You're not but coming. this is like the first what? year, like three years. I'm uh, what? not.
3: Yeah. Is it because of us? Actually, what's
0: funny is I originally signed on and then I had a, actually a conflict come up. Oh, a professional conflict. Like, professional yeah. conflict was, and, oh God, they won the soundtrack. No, but I was I, I, I was like, as soon as I heard, Get to play I think it was at Rock by the Sea. I can't remember. Remember I started like a little hashtag that I think lasted five minutes? But it was like, I don't know, it was like trying to get you guys uh, on the yeah, boat. Yeah. Like I, I tweeted some things out, yeah.
4: well, and, then, oh, and
0: then I was yeah. like, damn it, now they're going, and I'm not going. <laughs> so I'm like excited, but my, here's my hope, um, if Six Man's listening, and all the Rock Boat fans are listening. Uh, my hope is that you guys will be so successful in the first year that they'll just keep bringing you back. And by the time I go back on it, we can party together on the Rock
3: Boat. That's what, honestly, that's what I'm most concerned about, is just my liver after a week on, out on the open seas. We were talking to someone who has friends who rockboat veterans, and they claim that uh, one of the ladies lost her, I guess, like her card, oh. and at going to a bar one time, or, or oh. every day actually lost her card and had to get it re. Yeah, whatever. they
2: said that she ended up with a tab at the end of the week that was had over nine hundred Miller nine hundred thirty Miller lights.
3: Which uh, sounds, other, sounds like she bought a lot of people. Right, Miller exactly. Light. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of people yeah. use that car.
0: Well, it was better than M- Miller light than maybe something else, uh, but uh, it could have been a lot more expensive. Well, that's the one scary thing about cr- those cruise ships. When you get that car, you can just leave everything else in your room. Yeah. Everything goes on that card and you don't see the bill to like the last day and yeah. that's when like yeah. reality starts to hit yeah. you when that bill yeah. slides under the door yeah. and you're walking out and some people might be hung over and you're like <laughs> okay. I gotta go and then you know the boat was rocking and you're walking off and you still feel and yeah, you gotta well, go that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. why I was saying when you guys get off that boat, maybe have a little space between the next gig. <laughs> yeah, but we don't
2: though. Yeah. We just heard this morning we've got a, a showcase at the Folk Alliance, which is in Kansas City, Missouri. So, and that starts the, the Wednesday, day we get yeah, off yeah, the of the boat. The so boat. we have to get off of the boat Wednesday morning and figure out and how we're getting to Kansas City, City Missouri. Yeah. I'm not sure we're going to make that drive. That's an 18-hour drive. We might no way will make like, it. We might just, like, fly at some point. We'll make it by we'll Thursday. We'll, like, drive drive to Orlando, fly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> have someone drive oh, the yeah. car to Charlottesville, and we'll just meet up, you know. <laughs> I don't That's
0: know. That's a possibility. Well, speaking of the road life, like, how's that Van? I know you mentioned, like, spending a lot of time together, you got a pretty busy schedule?
2: Yeah. It's been uh we've basically been on the road since April. Um I mean with uh with little breaks here and there, you know, when we're in the panhandle we can crash with my parents and we like you said, over the summer we spend a good bit of time kinda just playing in the places where we got started, you know, um little little oyster bars and, and venues in and around the panhandle in North Florida. But, you know, I mean, since April, we've been all over the place. We've been up and down the East Coast a few times, played New York, played D.C., uh, Atlanta, and we're going to be making that circuit again here over the next, you know, couple months before the end of the year, basically, for our, our holiday tour, Christmas with the Curries, <laughs> and, uh, and that, so we kind of, we're, we're sort of on the road still through the middle of January, and then we get a little bit of time to kick back and write. We need to, we need to get back to writing mode. And actually, we met, through Rock
3: by the Sea, we've met a lot of people who are now going to be hosting us for house concerts on our first little Midwest tour that we're doing. Oh, awesome. In yeah, that's right. So yeah. we have a week long where we're just sort of bouncing through the Midwest, and it's, I think, all but two of the dates are Rock by the Sea house concerts. Yeah. Wow. So we have two dates at a theater. In, in the Midwest, of car. all places. Yeah, yeah, it ends in Chicago, right? Yeah. And then okay, we're, we're yeah. we're coming back to... Back over to New York for thanks.
1: The Chicago one's a venue. It's outside of Chicago, but it is like it's rock by the sea affiliated. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I was surprised last night here in Orlando. Um, we had people come down from Tallahassee, come up from Delray, and come over from St. Pete and Lakeland, um, all to Orlando to see you this guys. Tells you
2: something about our Orlando draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, we got to build the Orlando base, so we're starting now. Everybody that heard you last night for the first time were, was pretty fired up about it. Um, uh, speaking of that, though, um, yeah, tell me a little bit more about, um, um, what was I going to say? So you guys do a lot of traveling, too. Uh, I noticed, what was it, a year, year and a half ago? You guys went to Spain. You did yeah, something yeah. I've always wanted to do, the Camino. Yeah. I, I guess you need to be in a band and have some free time or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To, how long were you guys there for?
1: We were there for like three and a half weeks or something like that, but we hiked for two and a half weeks.
0: And you did that, you had a lot of family and stuff?
1: Yeah, we were 14 of us that flew over yeah. and then we met our cousin who was in London and her and her boyfriend came as well, so there were 16 Currys hiking
0: wow. the Camino together,
1: Yeah, pretty cool.
0: So for those that aren't familiar with the Camino, it's basically this, uh, I mean this was going on for centuries, this yeah, pilgrimage, pilgrimage, and it's, where did you guys start? It's basically north. To- it's northern Spain. Northern it goes Spain. all the way but to you the. Can start we didn't do the, the
1: whole thing by any means. Yeah. We just like yeah. kind of started in a place and then got-, got walked to. Santiago. We had a couple of days on
3: the, on the bus too. I, bus
0: I too saw what was the movie. Um, the way. The way. That's yeah. actually an awesome movie. I've yeah, probably seen yeah. it like five times. But uh, <laughs> the um, is it what was it? the experience on that? looked kind of cool, but. Yeah. What was your experience? Did you meet a lot of interesting people?
1: None of us had a son die immediately before we started. So it wasn't quite the same. uh, None of us even had a son.
2: Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, I I think I can speak for all of us when I say that. Is there something you can tell me? (laughs) Um, It was
1: great, though. I mean, we did meet a lot of people. Being in such a big group, it was kind of less like soul-searching and more kind of like we're all hanging out with our family because... In the in the way he's all alone, so yeah. he needs these people because like he, otherwise he'd be totally alone. With us, we already had like a crew with us, so we were we were rolling deep with Currys. <laughs> so we didn't, you know, we definitely met people and it was cool, but but like everyone would be like either let's there's sixteen Four, of you. Yeah. We're 14, gonna far distance. Americans. We sort
3: of yeah, we yeah. sort of intimidated.
0: Did you guys all take any uh, any musical instruments with you?
2: Yeah, we had I I took a ukulele. Galen took a a travel guitar, and uh, we took some harmonicas, and we just. Uh, we you know we get into the Albergues at the at, you know, sundown every night and and you know eat a meal and then basically we would just kind of chill write in journals or jam you know get out on the patio or you know um... yeah did you
0: write any music while you were out there
2: um mm-hmm. just, I don't know really, did we I didn't do any writing while I was there I I I did a fairly I kept a journal every day but you know it was sort the sort of days where like you're. You know you're walking fifteen miles with forty pounds on your back, and you know you're with fifteen other people. Like um, tired, very tired by the end of the day. It's more like I want to sit here.
0: What's your average day like? How many miles you walked?
2: Probably on average is like a dozen. It was probably something like. I mean, we were mostly paying attention to it in kilometers. You know, they have the metric system over there. Oh yeah, (laughs) I don't know what that is. And so they uh, they. I think we were walking, like, typically somewhere between 17 and, and like, 20-ish kilometers a day.
3: There were some there were some particularly long days that were pretty taxing and rough. And then we had a couple of days that were short. They were, like, 10 kilometers, and they were fine. There's one day like that, I
0: think. I yeah. Think. 10 kilometers, that's only, like, six miles. Yeah. And was there was bad. at least... I know that because was like, that was if like if you run a 10K, at 6.2 yeah, miles. that was the
3: easiest. Yeah. That, that day was like, oh, yeah, that was great. And then like two days later we and, and some of
0: this is like like you're going goal. elevation oh, yeah. right I mean there was one
2: particular instance where basically between two hostels we would have to walk like almost 40 kilometers which was like not doable in one day wow. I mean we're, we're we went with our entire immediate family so my parents are walking right, Galen's parents right. are walking uh, they're so like a wide variety of like uh, athletic abilities right. and <laughs> and uh, and you know just youth and age like there's there's, yeah. there's a gap there so like we couldn't we couldn't overdo it and so like there was one day we were hiking, basically had to cross these mountains, like from one hostel to the next. And we ended up splitting that into two days and getting picked up in the middle by this taxi that the like first hostel sent. So we walked half the way and the taxi came, got us and took us back to that hostel. And the next morning he drove us back to where he picked us up from and we like walked over the second ridge to like, and that, that taxi ride was the most terrifying taxi ride of my life. It's like you're driving down these tiny Spanish roads, you know, tucked into mountains with no guardrail and nothing, like, you just, like...
0: I have a similar story from Spain <laughs> when I was studying abroad there, and we were trying to get from, like, the city called Valladolid to Salamanca, oh, nice. and there was no trains and no buses at the end of the weekend, and we had class the next day, and me and a friend of mine, we just took a cab. And we okay. just spent, I mean, it was like 100 bucks. We were just like, get us 80 miles, whatever it was, yeah. and this guy... I mean, I was terrified for my life. I'm like starting to do like Hail Marys and yeah. the I'm like, I think we're going to die in this cab in the middle of Spain and my yeah. parents are not going to be happy about it. <laughs>
2: they
3: won't even know. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So,
3: yeah. I mean, it was in the
0: days before like any, I had a cell phone. I wouldn't be traveling with one. So yeah. I was kind of like, oh, we're going to die. I, I would have been tweeting about it though. You know, I would have <laughs> um, for Twitter. But anyway, uh, I, I also noticed you guys somewhere I think last year went to, was it Iceland? Yeah, Yeah. yeah what was that like?
1: It was cool. It was a friend of, uh, kind of a friend, fan of ours from, uh, from the area where Tommy and Jimmy grew up in the Panhandle. And she, uh, loves traveling, but she needs some help. Um, like in the airport, she's a little older and she wanted to, she loves Iceland. And so she wanted to go to Iceland. She likes our music. Oh, so she
0: wasn't even from there. She's not she's not just, no, it was she's just, just more like song. I'm gonna travel and town. take my favorite band. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, basically.
3: Yeah,
2: and we were like, "Are you sure?" Because
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we when she got in touch with us and like asked us to go, we had met her a few times. We didn't know her that well. Now we know her really well. You know, like we've yeah, been same her. days together. We've seen Iceland. the Northern Lights with her. Yeah, uh, awesome. <laughs> really awesome. brings people together. Yeah. Like, yeah. the Aurora Borealis. And there's a music festival going on called Iceland Airwaves, and uh, and she got in touch with us actually like right after we got back from Spain basically and said hey do you guys want to go to this music festival like I think all of the submissions had ended so we couldn't play at the festival but we could just go and and help her get through the airports and also you know be in Iceland and see Iceland and get to see all this music um, she got us festival passes and it was like nice it was super cool it was kind of amazing I've never been to Iceland all of the taking showers and brushing my teeth was a little rough because it has like the oh the all the yeah smell. all the
2: water is like it, it is natural it's like it, oh god what how did they describe no synthetic it? water no synthetic water guys <laughs> um no it was like it's all it's it's all like basically coming right out of the ground so it's coming from these volcanic springs where mm. it, there's like high sulfur like content sulfur, yeah. oh, so gosh. every time you like take a shower your brush your teeth like Smells like rotten eggs. Oh my gosh! Like, and you kind of just smell like rotten eggs the whole time you're there because you're showering in this water, yeah. and you get used to it pretty quickly. But it definitely t- is. Disagree- I disagree with that. I want the
3: record to show that I did not get used to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, tell me, you guys said you've been kind of doing this as a band officially, like as your thing. You know, for the last couple years. Yeah, three years. What were you doing each of you before that? What was your kind of trajectory? Um, career-wise, whatever, jobs, and and, and and then kind of what made you decide to kind of go all in with the band?
2: Yeah, um, I was going to be a superhero, but that wasn't <laughs> working out. So they, they actually, no, I was teaching high school. Um, what subject? I was teaching high school math. High school math. Yeah, um, at a private school in Connecticut. And this was basically after, after I graduated from school, I moved out to L.A., was out there for a couple of years tutoring and uh playing music and wasn't that happy i loved the city but uh i was i was by myself i don't do creative projects well on my own why were
0: you in la uh
2: my sister lived out there uh-huh. uh she was going to to grad school she was going There's to just USC. curries everywhere huh? dude there are curries <laughs> everywhere yeah. um so I basically it was the sort of thing where it's like I was kind of wayward and had decided that I wasn't going to apply to grad school or med school and it wasn't you know it, that had been sort of a possibility and I finally decided at the end of senior year, before the end of senior year that I that wasn't for me, and. Um,
0: By the way, we're listening to Tommy. For yeah. those who <laughs> are, this is Tommy's story. Uh,
2: <laughs> we'll break it down into sections. Um, yeah. So then I. Uh, I moved to Connecticut just basically for, to to get a real job, Uh, you know, kind of to like have some routine, and after spending a couple years in Los Angeles, and uh, taught high school for three years, and Jimmy was graduating from from college, and uh, spent a little time out of college, um, and he had been playing music in school, and Galen had been playing music when he'd been in school, and and since, and and they basically just convinced me to quit my job and move to Charlottesville and start doing it full time.
0: So, Jimmy, what were, you, what were you doing just before that all happened? Uh,
3: well, so, yeah, so when I was still in school, I guess you moved to Connecticut, Tommy, when I was like a junior or senior in college, or senior in college, maybe? Is mm, that right? Junior, at least, uh, yeah, at least a junior, two year, so years. So I was like, two years. I was still I was still at William & Mary, and uh, I was playing in a band called Thelonious Funk, um, which was a... Uh, uh, well, we think we played two shows. So t- at Some least two of you guys bands. now in funk bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> prior to the Currys. Uh, and then, uh, and then I graduated and moved to Utah for seven months and was a ski instructor in at Park oh. City. Uh, Where Park City? Park City. Utah, nice. Yeah. I was
0: just in uh, Sundance uh, oh, yeah. a couple yeah. weeks ago. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there great. was no. I mean, there was snow way, way high up, but it was. Yeah. You know, pretty nice out there now. But like, I can't imagine. I was thinking when I was there. This must look beautiful in the winter with like yeah. skiing and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's pretty great. And the film, the Sundance Film Festival, that happens in I think early January.
0: January, yeah. Is uh, January.
3: yeah, that's it's kind of amazing actually. All of the local like, all the local Park City guys, whenever basically Los Angeles comes in, and these bars change. They like a facade goes up. So this one bar that was called like Lindsay's got changed into Tao. And like huh. had a red facade over the front that they like just put up for the one week for uh, Sundance it was kind of amazing. Oh, that's. And the prices to get into the bars went from being uh, zero because it was a dive bar to like 25 bucks to get in so that's yeah. kind of a bummer for one week but it is also very cool
0: and that happens in park city too yeah that's wow. in park
3: city that's just right on the main street and there it's i mean it's it's awesome it's pretty amazing that, so you were
0: doing cool. uh you gr- did you grow up in florida yeah so yeah. you went from florida to, to to a ski instructor i was not a
3: very t- good ski instructor cisco i uh <laughs> i told them when i was like interviewing with uh the uh, lady who's going to be my advisor, basically. Remember, you're there. on the air now. Yeah. <laughs> I <what> <laughs> yeah. I told them that I don't, uh, that I was like, I'm, you know, 22, and I haven't been skiing since I was 16, and uh, and every time that I've gone, like, I would go for a week with my parents uh, for spring break or something, and we've skied on the West Coast multiple times, but... And they're like,
2: okay, that's cool. You'll come a couple weeks they're early, like, and we'll teach you. Do you know pizza French fries? Yes, yeah. and, and
3: that's you know. what I was teaching. I was teaching mostly like three and five year olds okay. how to do pizza French fries. Yeah. Interesting. And how to fall and get up, and that was the most. That's important about thing. the stage Getting I'm up at. Is the most important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um. But yeah, and then I left Utah after one season, and um, and moved back to Florida for the fall. And then Galen was coming back from Austin, Texas, moving back to Charlottesville, and was like, "Hey, you want to move to Charlottesville with me?" And so I did. And then I started, yeah, we started playing together.
0: Nice. So Galen, you were in Austin, but yeah, what were you kind of doing at that point, or, or before, or right before? Um,
3: well,
1: I had been in Austin. I was uh, I was just kind of playing music and writing a lot and catering a lot of weddings. Um, I think I went to like 400 weddings that year <laughs> um, that might be an exaggeration <laughs> but it was a lot of a
3: more few than a day yeah, a few a day Yay. wow yeah. a yeah.
0: I went to like seven last year and I was like this is enough for me this is enough
1: yeah, you should you should get in the catering business every single day there's three or four weddings that's crazy um, it was Tuesday right? so you're catering
0: weddings yeah what are, yeah. You, do, what, what are you doing What are you, are you cooking the food what are you doing
1: um, wait me. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, I, I you playing was, like, music? Serving and sous chefing and no, no, I wasn't playing music at okay. those weddings. No. Um,
0: We're, well, I'm sure many of those weddings had live bands and stuff, right? Yeah, they did. Were you just like sitting in the back going, these guys suck? <laughs> or, like, I could do better.
2: Galen kept getting kicked out of catering companies, so dude would run up and grab the mic and just break into you know Prince songs. <laughs> I was
1: actually... Were
0: you the wedding singer? Yeah. Is this what... I
1: was actually, when I was living in Virginia, before I moved to Austin, I was in a wedding, I was a wedding singer, as a singer in a wedding band. And, um, yeah, that was fun, but I liked doing my own stuff better. And so, I kind of moved to Texas. I had already done one solo record in Charlottesville, so then I moved to Texas to kind of check out Austin, and pretty much wrote and recorded my second album there. And then... Uh, and that was the first when I was living in Texas. We all did the Florida Folk Fest for the first time, and we did it. We started that was like when we kind of and we toured Ireland that year, right. and that was kind of when we started
0: playing. We you toured Ireland, how do you mean as a band? Like, yeah,
1: yeah really? like kind of. We weren't even like living together, or and we had songs this was that we knew before
2: we
0: really committed to like doing the
2: band thing full time, but we had been playing together off and on at this point for you know
0: a little while. Do you have any Irish background?
3: I don't. I don't know.
2: I don't think. So. I think we're there is a house curry, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know if we're. I I know that Kerry's there's curry, there's Scott yeah. there's Scots people in our background and Germans, but I don't know.
0: For so your yeah. people might have killed the Irish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. We won't bring like, that up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But <laughs> well, that's it's cool. Be so, like a
1: history, a historical podcast. <laughs> his that's
0: right. You know, uh, I, I'm a history major. Um, but anyway, yeah. So the. Um, well, that's great. So then, you you just you guys all then formed in Charlottesville somehow.
2: Yeah, we like we just like descended upon it like a team of superheroes.
0: Why Charlottesville? Like, who, who was one <laughs> of you there first? The <laughs>
2: I want to be right a superhero. Yeah. yeah, I mean, basically Charlottesville is kind of the coolest um, uh, artsy town close to William Williamsburg, where okay. these guys both went to school. Um, I mean, I guess I don't really, I can't really answer that question as well as Galen can. He's the one who sort of went to Charlottesville after graduating. That was.
1: Yeah, I went to school at William & Mary, and which is in Williamsburg, Virginia, and then moved to Charlottesville afterwards with my the band I was in at the time called Ultramila Ballet. And we kind of played there for a, a few years, and then I went to Texas. You know, I was planning on coming back to Charlottesville because uh, I, I missed the East Coast, and I knew Jimmy was kind of finishing up his. Tenure as a ski instructor, <laughs> and we had already we had already been playing as the Curries, and it was like this is this like it started to feel like oh this 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 could be a thing if we like put the time in like this could become a cool thing, and so we were like well let's try it, and Tommy still had the rest of his I forget what time we moved what time of year I it think was. I got
2: there in January actually I yeah, think you guys moved beginning. there in January of 2012
1: something like that yeah oh no 2013 2013 because yeah. Tommy still had a little bit left on his school year and wasn't completely sure he was going he was going to quit but then we kind of got into and he moved and lived in the dining room of our house in Charlottesville for a while
2: with <laughs> just like sheets uh. put up as
3: curtains to block
2: the there's a really important thing to note here which is that i hate zombies and uh, <laughs> when like i in, like. when <laughs> <laughs> i moved in when i moved when i moved into this house in Charlottesville and lived in the dining room with no walls these guys started watching the walking dead and that was like the most torturous experience of my life <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. like Galen said, I think he'd be a horrible Um <laughs> uh, You're supposed to come save us. Uh, well, so now, um, uh, just to kind of bring this back, uh, you now, as a band, have two full-length albums. You have one that you released earlier this year, right? West mm-hmm. of here. Tell us about the experience of those albums and... What are you, are you trying to say anything? Um, or what are you trying to do? You try to, uh, what you trying to say? What you trying to say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> trying to say?
1: Well, both, both the albums were recorded in Virginia with uh, the same producers for both of them, uh, Chris Coy and Stuart Myers. Um, and I don't know, we're, but we're all kind of like, the first one was kind of just songs that we had written that we had put together as a group. It, there wasn't some like overarching theme, overarching theme or anything. It was like, it was just like the songs that we had, we put on there. And the second one, um, is, uh, is just follows the Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> <laughs> so if you play it while you read Taming of the Shrew, it, like, matches up. I'm, I'm, now you
2: have to
3: read yeah, it backwards. I wish that were yeah. True. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No, these aren't, like, huge themes. The second one is definitely more thematic. I mean, it's kind of, like, about home and, like, trying to figure out where home is and what it means to you. But it's kind of a loose, a loose need.
2: I think it comes largely out of the fact that we, like, we got into this. We didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into, and we are like, you know, creative people and business people and all of this sort of wrapped into one. But we also spend almost all of our time traveling, and so like, there's this idea of like having like a, a routine, having like a home base, and everybody sort of your concept of home changes as you like go from high school to college to after college to you know and we're i think you know trying to like grapple with this idea of like moving around as a young person finding different jobs where am i going to call home base like that kind of all factored in and the the title west of here comes from jimmy's song um called west of Here called west of here (laughs) uh total coincidence and it you know like it just sort of to us felt like it captured the idea of like this romanticized like future home that's someplace other than where you are and also the idea that you might be missing some of the good things about where you are by just looking to the west you know like looking someplace else like the grass is over oh always greener uh concept is uh you know like appealing but also flawed
0: yeah no well and i think those kind of things probably have a lot of um Meaning for a lot of people too, like in the in those periods of their life, and maybe any period of their life. So maybe that's why it's catching on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, you guys. I mean, you, you guys um, have done well here the last couple of years. I've really seen you, and like I said, just about every time, I it was like my experience a couple of years ago. But every time I see somebody see you guys live for the first time, I'm like, damn, these guys are good. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, I think you're gonna you're gonna pick up a lot a lot more traction, and. Uh, We'll we'll see where you goes go from here. Um, so we're gonna kind of wrap this up and close out the podcast. That's right. uh, thank you guys for for being here. Yeah, um, thanks for, nice for having, us. having us. Of course. And um, so we're gonna uh, close the podcast with one of your songs. Uh, which one are we gonna have played here?
1: Let's play uh, "If I Find It."
0: If I find it. Okay. Well, perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks, Jimmy, Tommy, Galen, uh, the Curries. For you, those of you guys who. Uh, want to find their music the website's thecurrysmusic.com that's C-U-R-R-Y-S cur- thecurrysmusic.com mm-hmm. they're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook just find them <laughs> um, also they got some cool music videos um, so yeah. I'm sure like YouTube and all that right Yeah. Um, so anyway check that out uh, thecurrysmusic.com and now we're going to listen to If I Find It thanks guys
4: There's a the devil I know, I'm speeding in a focus then away she'll go Cutting through the forest like a lightning bolt, I keep up the best I can Climbing up the wall, can't you see that I'm in lover now, ain't we all? I want something that I've never felt before, till then it's hard to give a damn If I find it, I'll let you know Be sure to bring it back to you The light of the morning's ahead of the storm Wherever I go Grasping at straws Desperate man following the sirens call Sound advice never really helped at all It just made me a bitter man Sound never started fighting till you put me down I got to thinking that the long way around was the way to go No are fight it I'll let you know